welcome to The Worst Bestsellers, where we read about America's least professional, most sexually active journalist, so you don't have to. I'm Renata. And I'm Kate. And for this episode, we read The President Did Me From Behind and I Liked It, I Got Freaky With Santa Claus and I Liked It, and Bigfoot Did Me From Behind and I Liked It, all by Raven Blackbird. Joining us to discuss this repetitive, childhood-ruining, erotic train wreck is Christy, librarian and still shockable erotica reader, and Becca, podcast editor and Bigfoot enthusiast. Welcome! Hi! Let me just welcome you individually so people can tell your voices apart. Christy, hi! Hi! Becca, hi! Hello! Yay! Christy, I'm, I'm annoyed that you picked a tongue twister for your introduction. I'm on to you. <laughs> you shockable erotica reader. Well, that reader. seemed to have been kind of part of the theme throughout these books also, so I figured I had to throw that in. So last episode, we read Dino Park After Dark, which was dinosaur erotica, which our guest thought was garbage, and Renato and I were both like, ah, we've read worse things. These are garbage. Yeah, I'm glad that we did the dinosaur erotica first, because that sort of set the bar, and now this is like, oh, no, this this is the worst. This is the money grab. This is the money grab. That was, someone was dedicated to dinosaurs fucking humans, and I believe in them, and they're right to pursue that. This is just (laughs) a money grab. Right, because in Dino Park After Dark, there was a little bit of talk like, oh, is this actually, like, are people actually aroused by this, or is this just a joke? And this, I feel like, is much more, oh, it's just a joke. This is literally the same book three times. And as the series continues, this is not just a trilogy. There are several books in the series. This is, like, the book, same book, ten times. Yeah, there's so many. It's all, like, I fucked blank from behind, and I liked it. Well, I'm glad somebody liked it, because I was not one of those people. Right. Also, did she even fuck Santa from behind? Oh, wait, no, that that one's I got freaky with Santa Claus, so it's fine. It was revised. She and also, it. she didn't <laughs> fuck anyone from behind. That would have been a more interesting book, maybe. She that's got true. fucked from behind. That's true, that's true. <laughs> and even then, it was not the centerpiece of the book like I expected it to be. No. It was always an add-on sentence at the end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess I should just... These are all books about a character named Jessica Fox, who is... A reporter who is not good at her job, uh, <laughs> just based on what we know about her, it seems like not good at her job. Um, and each of these three books starts off with her in her living room masturbating to something weird on television. And then her roommate walks in, and her roommate is much more interesting than Jessica. Her roommate works for the CIA and is like constantly seducing men to get secrets from them. And so She'll come in with a man that she's seduced, and she's like, Jesus Christ, Jessica, you need to stop masturbating to the president on the couch that we share. (laughs) And then Jessica's like, whatever, I'm just so horny. And then she goes off to interview some, like, really improbable person and then fucks them. And also some other people on the way. And the really bizarre thing about this is that each of these is probably, I would guesstimate, about 50 pages long. And I would say maybe like 15 to 20 of those pages are non-erotic backstory about like trying to explain away the world 
and how this would work, like how this man became president, his entire life story, how like all of it adds up and and how the political system in this universe works and how things happen to get him to the point where it seems like it's achievable for her to fuck him. Yeah, there's a lot of really unnecessary world building, especially I would say for the Santa Claus one. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, you know, we know who Santa Claus is, basically, but this sets up like an evil Santa Claus and also an evil Easter bunny, really. Yeah, it's very, very strange. Like, I, mean, I would have said, you when you said 15 to 20 pages is world building, I would have said 15 to 20 pages is the sex. There seemed to be much more world building than sex in these. Yeah, yeah, I would also say her masturbation scenes are longer than the sex scenes. Yeah, that too. Because, yeah. well, the masturbation is usually intermingled with the backstory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably supposed to, you know, accomplish, you know, making that 10-page intro sexy, but really it just makes it seem dull. I don't know. She gets off on backstory, I guess, is what we've learned. Yeah. So. They're all very, I guess we'll we'll hit some of the highlights of the three. So they all follow that general plot structure. So in the president one, we learn that the president. Is the first cyborg president. Cyborg president. <laughs> That is totally buried. So his name is Romeo Stryker. He was like a war hero who killed a million terrorists and who was captured as a prisoner of war, saving the rest of his platoon from terrorists and escaped. And his leg got shot off. So he was given a bionic cyborg leg. Which, by the way, I don't I think he really just has a prosthetic leg. I don't think he is actually a cyborg. But I guess, you know, we can, we can nitpick the definition if of cyborg. If it says cyborg in there, I choose to believe cyborg. Right. She says, I guess he could, yeah, she says, like, I guess he could call him the first cyborg president. But, I mean, he doesn't have, like, a, a neural implant or anything cool like that. <laughs> Does but that make him better, stronger, faster? I mean, we need a little bit more world building, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and spoiler alert, when he does kick that terrorist in the balls later, he is able to fully articulate the leg. <laughs> and it does seem to be solid metal. So it might there's that a, to me leans towards robotic. Like there's a reason I, I wrote Chekhov's cyborg leg. <laughs> because they, she popped that in the beginning and it definitely came back at the end I'm surprised he didn't have a cyborg dick <laughs> I was too I was hoping <laughs> or that it would come into the sex scene somehow but she was like he's got a cyborg leg I was like this is gonna be an amazing sex scene yeah, with cyborg legs we've got some constructive no. feedback for you Raven Blackbird so he, when, when Romeo Stryker got back to the United States, he was appalled by how badly veterans were treated. So he ran for Congress and then ran for the Senate and then ran for the presidency. He became president. He basically solved every major problem in America and has like a 90% approval rating and is like the greatest thing since sliced bread and everyone loves him. And Jessica Fox wants nothing more than to fuck him. So when her editor calls her and tells her she has a chance to fuck him or to interview him i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> that's 
much she hears, though. She hangs on the phone. She's like, I gotta go put on, like, a low-cut dress and no panties. I'm going to the White House. I was always so confused by the mix of, like, her goals. Because it was always like, she's an entertainment reporter, and she doesn't want to be interviewing these vacuous celebrities. Except she's also interviewed the Pope, it seems. And then (laughs) she's like, oh, I get to interview the president. This is going to be great for my career. I'm finally going to be taken seriously. Also, I'm going to bone him. Like, it's good to have those two goals. It's fine. But I feel like you can really only work on one at the time. Right, yeah. Like, if you are mad that you are not being taken seriously as a reporter, like, I mean, I I think, you know, she's right. It's harder for women to be taken seriously in journalism, and you shouldn't be judged for the way you dress. But also, maybe don't fuck the Secret Service agent on your way to the interview with the president no. if you want to be taken seriously I guess but what do I know be taken seriously because she keeps telling Tabitha that she doesn't want to be normal she definitely has some conflicting goals (laughs) she's like an onion man she's got layers yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) a lot going on Uh, so she gets told she gets to interview the president she puts on her skimpiest low-cut dress and no panties and is picked up by the secret service and she promptly fucks the Secret Service guy in the back of the limo and then gets to the White House with her, like, weird college friend cameraman who has a thing for her. Jerry and O'Connell from Sliders. Jerry O'Connell from Sliders. <laughs> I mean, it's good that he's getting work still. <laughs> So after blatantly coming on to the president during the interview, they kick Jerry O'Connell out of the room and then fuck in the Oval Office. And then he takes her to a press event immediately afterwards where there's an attempt on his life and she saves his life by beating a terrorist over the head with a Bruce Springsteen stand-ins guitar. Mm-hmm. And because oh, they're so... Con- do it. Yeah, right? <laughs> and because... They're so concerned, they immediately go back to the White House, where the Secret Service locks them in the Lincoln bedroom, where they proceed to fuck while the ghosts of Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, Ben Franklin, John Adams, and Thomas Jefferson watch them. I somehow keep forgetting that happens. Like, every time I think about this book, I think about the book of it, and then it's like, oh my god, right, the ghosts show up, watch them (laughs) popcorn and comparing ghost dick lengths. Yep. Yeah, and Jessica is into it. She likes being watched. Um, just just like what's her face from Dino Park After Dark. <laughs> I guess she didn't actually like being watched, but the author of that book liked to write about her being watched. <laughs> oh my god. It was very A lot happened, man. A lot oh happened. Goodness. A lot happened in those fifty pages. Uh-huh. <laughs> so then um next is the Santa one. And it starts off with her masturbating to this bizarre movie called Santa Claus versus the Antichrist, which in the world of these books is apparently like a Christmas classic um, along the lines of like a Christmas story. Like she said, they show it just 24-7, this movie. And Santa and the Easter Bunny team up to fight off the Antichrist. And it's like an action Christmas movie. When it came out, it was the number one movie in the country for 30 straight weeks. Mm-hmm. And made a bazillion dollars. And like propelled Santa into new heights of celebrity. Yeah, be- because in this movie, Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny play themselves. Like the real person of Santa Claus plays Santa Claus in the movie. Santa Claus versus the Antichrist. And a real giant bunny plays 
a real giant bunny. Mm-hmm. Does the real Antichrist play the real Antichrist? Was that established? Is the Antichrist also running around trying to make money off of royalties? I mean, we know Jesus exists. That's true. Yeah. yeah. He and Frosty the Snowman. Probably later on in this series is I got fucked by the by the Antichrist. And I, I think there that. is, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, you guys keep uh, keep describing this. I'm going to look up Raven Blackbird's Amazon page and see who else right. gets fucked. <laughs> so... This movie, she's masturbating to this movie, and after so after the movie came out and Santa became super popular, he was added as the vice presidential nominee to the Republican ticket because it turned out he's super conservative, and everything was going great until they caught him on tape making like horrible racist remarks, so it sunk his campaign, and then he cheated on Mrs. Claus, so she left him, and it turned out he was a cocaine addict. And now all the elves are on strike and it's the day before, like a week before Christmas. So there's not going to be enough toys. So, of course, Raven or Jessica Fox's bureau chief calls her and is like, oh, like you have a chance to interview Santa Claus. You have to go to the North Pole tomorrow. My Eskimo friend will fly you in his plane. So she and Jerry O'Connell go to the airport, meet a racist caricature of an Eskimo, fly to the North Pole. And she meets Santa Claus and he immediately says, oh, I don't really remember wanting to give an interview. He's drunk. There's a pile of cocaine next to him. He's masturbating. Yeah, he's just like hanging out in an unbuttoned shirt and tidy whiteies. And And uh, nachos. Uh Um, Sidebar, book four in this series is I had an orgy with Satan, death, and a demon from hell and I liked it. That's so, the one I was thinking of. Yeah, but I bet the Antichrist features. Right? Is Satan the same as the Antichrist? I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know the theology of this. World. I didn't go to Sunday school. I don't. Know. <laughs> I, I don't think so. I think that Satan, because Satan is a fallen angel, Lucifer, mm. and the Antichrist is, I guess, in theory, this thing that is going to be born sometime and bring everyone to hell. So I think that they're two separate people. I see. Okay. Thank you. Yes. I feel enriched. <laughs> <laughs> So Santa finally admits that he only set up the interview because he wants to fuck Jessica Fox, who had broken up with the president because even though they had an open relationship and he was cool with her fucking other people, she got caught by the press and they are not as cool with open relationships, despite the fact that apparently President Stryker has made the world into some utopia where everyone can do what they want and there's no judgment. So she had to break up with the president and they're both really upset about it. And she's been, like, mourning. And Tabitha was like, oh, yeah, you should move on. So she's ready to fuck Santa Claus to move on. Also, she's always had a childhood crush on Santa since since he brought her a pony. She's always wanted to fuck him. Which, which at what age is she receiving this pony? Because that seems like something, like, a six-year-old wants. Uh-huh. And, like, what six-year-old is repaying that with sexual favors? <laughs> Jessica Fox. <laughs> And it's a real live pony, too. A real pony. Her parents were pissed about it. <laughs> right. Um, a, a few notes about this also. Not about Santa specifically, but in the first book, a recurring theme was that Jessica has very sharp nipples. <laughs> like, her nipples have drawn blood during sex, apparently, which is like, that's fucked up. But in this one, the razor-sharp nipples go away 
But in this one, she keeps talking about her rock hard tits. Like, um, so it turned on, I have rock hard tits. Which, like, that's not, like, it's just your nipples. Like, the rest of your boobs should sort of stay normal. Like, I think she has cancer. (laughs) (laughs) And I think she needs to go to the doctor. I mean, I think everyone in these books needs to go to the doctor, to be honest. Like, Santa should not, his his dick should not taste like peppermint. And it, like, shoots lightning. It shoots lightning! That's terrible! <laughs> That's a UTI, straight up! Uh-huh, uh-huh. Plus, in this one, she also fucks the Easter Bunny, whose oh, yes. cum is Cadbury cream. Oh, my God. She's gonna get such a bad UTI. Yeah. 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 I can never I mean, eat candy again. <laughs> Given that she drops her dildo on the floor every single book and then, like, picks it up and resumes using it, I mean, she's already riddled with... (laughs) Uh, So she she has sex with Santa, and then he's like, oh, she says, I'll only do it if you'll deliver all the presents afterwards. Because even though she thinks he's gross, she still kind of wants to fulfill her childhood desire. Also, did we even go into the elf thing? No. Okay. Because when they get there... The elves are all on strike, which which she knew, but then, oh, that's not the elves, it's the reindeer who kills their pilot, so they're kind of stuck there, and the elves seem like they're turning murderous, and so she, like, lies and says she's gonna write a report about, like, the terrible working conditions on the North Pole, um, but instead she goes and fucks Santa. Yeah. Like you do. Yeah, can we go back to the reindeer, though? That was... I mean... <laughs> that was... Something. That was the they first random murder. <laughs> the first random murder. <laughs> There's <laughs> more erotic books about Santa Claus. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah so that, when like, they... cannibalistic or something. Like, they said it's just casually like, yeah, reindeers eat humans. You didn't know that. Yeah, you know. They, they keep it from the public because they think the public would have a problem with Santa using them to bring his sleigh throughout the world Why if they, they knew that they that? ate humans. It's just troubling all around. <laughs> like, nothing about this is not troubling. <laughs> uh, so she goes with Santa, and they deliver a bunch of presents, and Santa, like, picks a fight with a family. Oh, yeah, because they left him a note saying, instead of cookies, they left him carrots, and a note saying he should lose weight, which I admit is rude. Yes. Right. Don't do that to Santa. No. Uh, and eventually they get to California and he's like, oh, like before we deliver more presents, we're going to prank the Easter Bunny because we're best bros, best, best bros. And like we do this shit all the time. So they go to the Easter Bunny's penthouse and they see him fucking some lady and he gets up and it's Mrs. Claus and Santa goes berserk. Even though Santa is also cheating on Mrs. Claus with Jessica and other ladies. Yes. Unfair double standard. But eventually Santa and Mrs. Claus leave together after Santa decks the Easter Bunny and Mrs. Claus decks Jessica. And they're sitting there nursing their black eyes and decide that the only thing left to do is to fuck. So they do. (laughs) Because what else would you do? Yeah. Seems logical. The Easter Bunny has, what, a 12-inch? 13-inch. Purple dick that's furry and shoots Cadbury cream egg filling. Yeah. <laughs> the dicks grow progressively throughout this whole series. Like every dick she encounters gets bigger and bigger. Like the dildo she's using at the beginning is nine inches. And then the Secret Service is what, 10? Yeah. yeah. And, and then, then the president 
Is the president up another inch? No, because I no. thought he would be. We were both the disappointed about the president. Inch- yeah. He's also 10 inches. No, the dildo was 9 inches. The random Russian stranger was 10 oh, inches. Right. The oh. Secret Service agent was 11 inches. And the president was 10 inches again. Can you start a list for this on that list app you guys keep talking about? <laughs> Absolutely. I will do that. <laughs> Dick links in this series. Absolutely. Do that. I was also thinking it could make like a good like common core math problem. <laughs> like somehow just... I don't know the total amount of dicks, and this or like calculate the average dick. The length. average dick length. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. We'll we'll get those statistics to you <laughs> for all our teachers listening. <laughs> so the last one, Bigfoot did me from behind, and I like it. Goes slightly off book. Disappointing. It is. It is disappointing. Um, Jessica starts, instead of watching a television program, she's watching a YouTube video. And instead of it being a stranger, it's her boyfriend, the famous Bigfoot hunter, who's on a mission to find Bigfoot with his cameraman. But it turns out that it's not just her boyfriend who she's masturbating to. It's the idea of Bigfoot because, surprise, she's always wanted to fuck Bigfoot. Yeah, obviously. The weirdest part of this one is while she's masturbating, Bigfoot comes out in the video and murders the cameraman. Mm -hmm. Like, just mauls him. His head rolls by. There's blood everywhere. And she super gets off on that. Yeah, she specifically waits. Like, she wants to time her climax with that part of it. (laughs) I also think this video must violate YouTube's terms of service. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I I mean, it's very popular. It says so right in the (laughs) narrative. Yes, it's true. (laughs) You know, this is a different universe. It's a universe where we've had a a cyborg president and Santa is real and YouTube has slightly different terms and conditions. (laughs) I guess I can accept that, I guess. (laughs) Maybe. And this one, instead of her editor bureau chief sending her on an interview, she is going on a mission with her Bigfoot hunter boyfriend in order to try and recapture the Bigfoot based on their last encounter. So it's her and her boyfriend and a bunch of burly Marines and they go out into the woods. She and her boyfriend have sex in their tent and then... During the night, Bigfoot comes into the camp and murders everyone except her and then kidnaps her and runs away with her. And in in this world, the Bigfoots, I guess, have like a whole little society. I have a lot of questions about Bigfoots in this world. <laughs> yeah, she wakes up in this Bigfoot's bedroom and it's basically like a teenage boy's bedroom. There's like Star Wars posters, like... You know, a bed and sheets and a closet. Like, it's like a bedroom that a Bigfoot lives in. (laughs) The Bigfoot's name is Harold. He is 34 years old and lives at home. Well, his mom hates humans and especially the fact that Harold likes to fuck human girls. So she wants to just straight up kill Jessica, but she doesn't. And Harold's dad is, they're both, both his parents are like sitcom cliches. The mom is shrill and hates everything and bitches about everything that Harold and the dad does. The Harold, uh, Harold's dad talks about how like, he's been lying to the mother about where he goes because he likes to go to strip clubs because she's such a shrew. It's just all ridiculous. Like, why wouldn't I go to strip clubs at night when I could just stay at home and watch you watch soap operas and eat chocolate in bed? 
women, right? Yeah, so they have cable TV, they have regular houses, they have regular jobs, they wear regular clothes. Apparently, they have a whole Bigfoot society that is somehow shielded from the rest of the world because the rest of the world still isn't 100% positive that Bigfoots exist. Right. And also, he apologizes for killing. He doesn't mean to kill people. He just forgets his strength. And so that's why he accidentally killed the cameraman and, like, other rando humans when he was startled. So she has a very (laughs) awkward dinner with the family where they have KFH, Kentucky Fried Human, for dinner. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) And then the mom goes out to the casino and the dad does whatever. And Harold's like let's have sex and she's into it because even though she hates him and she thinks that he's gross and immature oh did we mention that he killed her boyfriend yes okay i got lost in all the other details yeah because she's like a little mad about that but like more horny than mad yeah and more annoyed I, i would say she's more mad that he's like an infantile grown man living with his parents who like star wars than she is that he murdered her boyfriend She'd rather have a classy Bigfoot, which I yeah. understand. Uh-huh. <laughs> True. Yeah. So she has sex with the Bigfoot and... He's got a 20-inch stick, A 20-inch stick, stick. Important. Important. Yeah. And then, I don't know what, he brings her home after? I don't even remember. Oh, he gets He gets, he captured. gets captured. He gets captured and sent to and the zoo. And goes to the zoo, like in, you do. Oh, oh, in Toronto. Even, in Toronto. Didn't even mention Tabitha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should mention Tabitha. <laughs> Very important development for Tabitha. (laughs) The guy that Tabitha is fucking for state secrets in this is, I can't remember what his name in the story is, but he's Tom Chevy. Tom Tom Chevy. Bob Chevy. Rob Ford stand in. Yes. Yeah, she like he's the mayor of Toronto, like drug scandal, whatever, whatever, gross guy. But he licks Tabitha's asshole, and so that allows her to um oversee all of his flaws and she's just hella into him because she likes having her asshole licked that much i guess yeah she apparently that's actually a secondary line with all of this story is the fact that jessica's looking for that too yes right yeah because her boyfriend wouldn't do it but bigfoot is down so they bigfoot gets captured and put in the zoo by rob ford and a bunch of marines and But they still, she and Bigfoot still have a relationship where she visits him at the zoo and they make out through the bars. And Bigfoot regularly masturbates onto the crowds of moms and children who come to look at him at the zoo. It's better than getting splashed by Shamu at SeaWorld. Yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) So that's how that went. A lot going on, but also I just can't imagine, like, in any situation, the zoo is like, yeah, go ahead. You're allowed to make out with one of our exhibits to the bars. <laughs> That's normal. Oh, yeah. my God. But then he masturbates too aggressively and gets tranquilized. Well, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> happens to the best of us, all right? I, okay. I mean, I've never been <laughs> tranquilized for masturbating too hard. <laughs> For the record. <laughs> I mean, my family listens to this podcast, so I just, I didn't want them to hear me agreeing too strongly with that. <laughs> See you guys for Thanksgiving. <laughs> so, that's, that's these books. They're ig- almost exactly the same. Each one, it, it's just, it's very... They're not even spell-checked. 
Yeah. They're not. I wish I was going to like offer a service to dear Raven Blackbird where if I sent her all the spelling corrections, she could give me my $2 back. Yeah, please. That's just an unnecessary hurdle to have to get through with these books. Like they're, yeah, they're barely readable anyway. <laughs> and then the, yeah. And then her rock hard tits and like all kinds of like troubling anatomical questions being raised. Yeah. Like I said in the dinosaur podcast, like, I know that on the internet there's a lot of free erotica and fan fiction where people fuck all sorts of creatures, all sorts all of sorts and vampires and tentacle monsters and krakens and whatever the hell. And I feel offended that well, Becca paid for these. I didn't. Just <laughs> <laughs> borrowed them because we're Amazon married. I got. I mean, I got mine for free using my no rush shipping credits, but I could have used those for something else. It's so. true. It's just they're just not very well done, and they're not even like a really well done joke. Yeah, as like they feel like they're meant to be, you know, joke erotica. They kind of fail on both levels. Like the sex is not sexy, and the jokes are just like dumb twelve-year-old boy, which I usually appreciate. But this is just like <laughs> if they were to sit and be telling stories about like, oh, and then a bigfoot fucked a chicken. He's like this, like that's it's just dumb. It's like someone got drunk and just wrote these, banged him out in a night, and banged was like, him yes, out. I'm gonna make money. <laughs> and there no. has to be some massive cut and paste with as much repetition wording as there is in these yeah. two. Yeah. I wonder if there's like an app where you just like mad libs your way into an erotica book. <gasps> oh my god. That would be so great. Million dollar idea. <laughs> you know what? I know that Choose Your Own Adventure erotica does exist. Nice. Because a friend of mine in college had bought one and we would like read it out loud. And that one was like, oh god, it was like you were a classics professor and you would have all these different like classics themed erotic adventures let me see if i can find out what that was um i was gonna say becca read did some additional reading and read (laughs) one of the other bigfoot porn books so how does it compare to this i read the come for bigfoot volume one which is like a compendium of five different short stories by virginia wade and this was the famous one this is the one that i had heard of and had read a lot of articles about when um the like the whole monster porn thing was hitting big a couple years ago and it like if you were to say to someone oh it's a bigfoot porn book this book is exactly what you would expect that to be it is literally an erotica book about a girl who gets kidnapped or a series of girls there's a group of them who get kidnapped by bigfoot and kind of have non-consensual sex with them at first and then the sex is so good that they kind of fall for the bigfoots and then live with the bigfoots in their tribe so there is like a plot as loosely as you can use that term that follows kind of like how you would expect a romance novel kind of to go it's always just they're always a little unwilling but then it's so good and then just you know mildly sexy sex it wasn't it's it's you know as sexy as bad porn is of like oh yes it's so good just a lot of yelling and them but they have normal 12 inch cocks just (laughs) normal ones well aren't they weren't you talking they were they're special they're because even if they're 12 inches which seems quite large they are hard but spongy on the outside so it never hurts which at least this woman gave some thought to the fact of like what it feels like for a woman to have sex mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as opposed to Raven Blackbird who's like 20 inch cock, ram it in me. Yeah, I feel like Raven Blackbird doesn't quite understand 
how female anatomy works. Or if she like, said she just didn't care, like we were saying, like I feel like a lot, not a lot of effort went into these books. Yeah. I'm sure this person is, you know, fairly knowledgeable as a human being. Maybe I would they're hope. not, though. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're Maybe not. Maybe they're a robot, and that's why they think tits are rock hard. <sighs> and it would explain why all of them sound the same. Yes, it's true. Maybe these were just written by a computer program. I'm so interested in this now. Yeah, okay. We gotta, um, let's get Starly Kind to figure out uh, Raven Blackbird's real identity. We should have, okay. Season two okay. mystery show. This. this past weekend, Kate and I were up in Maine, and we went to the International Cryptozoology <laughs> Museum in Portland, Maine. International, yes. Did you get fucked? No. But we, I really wanted to ask them about <laughs> their feelings on Bigfoot erotica. <laughs> Because, but then, like, they took it too seriously that I was like, oh, I cannot ask this. this these guys are very serious about Bigfoots and <laughs> that's cryptozoology. A, that's a real shame. <laughs> it was disappointing. The museum was excellent, though. Highly recommended. Definitely worth $7 entrance. Oh, good. We took some great pictures that maybe we'll link to yeah. if we can figure out a way to do that easily. <laughs> I mean, I, I think the internet has a few photo, sh- photo sharing options available. Yes. Like one or two. Uh, so that's these stories. I, let's move on to our dramatic readings, I guess, <laughs> and let you hear them. <laughs> if you want. I mean, if you just want to turn this podcast off and, like, save yourselves, I, that's fine, too. <laughs> There's other podcasts you can listen to. We've recommended them to you already. Just maybe turn this off. And do that. <laughs> but if you're still with us, uh, we'll start with uh, an excerpt from the first one, the president one, and I will be Jessica slash the narrator, and Christy will be President Romeo Stryker. And it starts uh, just after Jessica has done her dumb interview, and then she's moved on to full-on seducing him. Oh, one thing we forgot to say is that Jessica repeatedly refers to her vagina as a pie, like different flavors of pie. That's a thing. Is ruined. Yeah. Well, she refers to it as an apple pie, which makes me laugh when you'll get to it in the reading mm-hmm. when he's like yes i would love your pie which is not that flavor and i'm like disappointment sorry it's an apple pie yeah maybe it's like an everlasting gobstopper it like changes maybe <laughs> anyway that's <clears throat> how deep your your long dick goes <laughs> <laughs> see we have already just better ideas than a raven we blackbird. put a lot more thought into this than i think raven blackbird has yeah. already anyway You hungry for some pie, Mr. President? The president smiles like a cracked out Cheshire cat and says, Oh, yes, Miss Fox. I'd love nothing more than to your strawberry pie. He raises his head to take a whiff of my fiery red pussy hair. Stryker licks his lips and says, It smells absolutely divine. The president sits up and (laughs) shoves me onto my back. He then leans over me and begins sucking on my rock hard nipples. Unlike most of the other men I've fornicated with over the years, he says nothing about how sharp my nipples are. I close my eyes and arch my back as I groan in inexpressible pleasure. Oh, Mr. President, that feels so fucking good. Go lower. Eat my pussy. As you say, my dear. He growls. The President slides down to my nether region and pulls my pussy lips apart so he can blow inside. 
That alone sends wave after crashing wave of orgasmic shudders rippling all throughout my lower abdomen. Then the president begins to lick my clit with his warm, wet tongue. Thrusting my hips into his face, I cry out, Oh, Mr. President, lick my clit. Lick my clit. The president does more than that. He shoves his wagging tongue deep inside my pussy and tongue fucks the shit out of me. I cry out and thrash around as if possessed by a demon. Oh, Mr. President. Mr. President. Oh. 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 The president lifts his face out of my pussy and grabs his giant pulsating cock with his right hand. Talking like the nasty boy he is, he growls. All right, Ms. Fox, enough of this foreplay bullshit. I'm going to fuck the holy living shit out of you. Oh, yes, I moan, continuing to thrash around. The president shoves his entire ten-inch cock deep inside my pussy, unleashing the floodgates of my sensory nerves. It actually says, he, president, gyrates back and forth <laughs> and shouts, Oh, yes, Miss Fox. Who's your president? Who's your president? You're my fucking president. You're my fucking president. And scene. <laughs> wow. So you see how maybe she's a robot, though? <laughs> <laughs> she the author, not she. Well, maybe or Jessica. Maybe both. Like, just isn't all adding up for me. I do hope that at some point in every president's life, he's they've been able to yell, like, who's your president? <laughs> And they're like, you are! <laughs> I want this to have happened. <laughs> I mean, we don't know what happened. Like, you'll have to ask the ghost president. It's true. I would happily. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> All right. I'm going to read a little bit from the Santa Claus one, which is mostly the bizarro Santa Claus backstory that goes on for several pages. I'll just be reading an excerpt of it. So here we go. Fifteen years ago, Santa and his good friend, the Easter Bunny, filmed the global blockbuster Santa vs. the Antichrist. The movie went on to earn over a billion dollars at the box office and netted Santa hundreds of millions of dollars in royalties from DVD sales, action figures, lunchboxes, t-shirts, you name it. Even though Santa was already insanely popular before the movie came out, for obvious reasons, Jolly old St. Nick's popularity exploded a hundredfold during the theatrical run of Santa vs. the Antichrist. It was number one at the box office for an unprecedented 30 straight weeks. Santa became a Hollywood superstar, appearing in countless other movies, sitcoms, commercials, and talk shows. He wined and dined with the president, the pope, even the queen of fucking England. Santa also ended up as Time Magazine's Man of the Year, he was the undisputable king of the mountain, and the world was his proverbial oyster. At the time, it seemed his supernova star would never fade. Alas, as the saying goes, all good things must come to an end. The world would soon learn that Santa had been spending a good chunk of his fortune on booze, pot, cocaine, heroin, and LSD. He was also wooed by the Republican Party to join their presidential ticket as the nominee for vice president. Unbeknownst to most people at the time, Santa is a die-hard neocon conservative who thinks we should bomb the Middle East for not celebrating Christmas. 
He also hates high taxes and despises West Coast liberals for attempting to outlaw trans fats. Santa loves cookies drenched in trans fats, even more than Elvis loved fried peanut butter and banana sandwiches. It actually looked like Santa and the Republicans would win the White House by a comfortable margin. That was, of course, until Santa was caught on camera at a private political fundraiser smearing Jews, gays, blacks, Muslims, Mexicans, skinny people, health nuts, liberal elites, and people who leave their Christmas decorations up all year long. Santa apparently feels that diminishes the seasonal appeal of Christmas adornments. Needless to say, Santa lost his bid for vice president in a landslide. Humiliated and demoralized, Santa trudged back to the North Pole, eager to put his disastrous political career behind him. But he continued his hard-drinking, hard-partying ways. He also started cheating on Mrs. Claus with hookers, strippers, and unsavory women he found on Craigslist. Angry at the world for rejecting him on the political stage, Santa started overworking his elves, taking away their union rights, and abolishing their health care. Eventually, Mrs. Claus got fed up and left the North Pole. And just three days ago, the elves went on strike, refusing to help Santa finish building their backlog of Christmas toys until their grievances were addressed and their demands were met. And that, my friends, is why the world is currently going to hell. That's the kind of stuff I like to read in my erotica. (laughs) Although I do have a question about how where Santa's political career fits in with Romeo Stryker's (laughs) political career. Yeah, would Santa have been Romeo's vice president? Well, no, because Romeo's independent. Mm -hmm. But she talked in the first one as if he won his presidential election handily and was always going to win it handily, whereas, you know, it seemed like when Santa was a Republican, they were putting up a good fight. Well... I mean, I guess in this universe, there probably still are term limits. I'm not clear on how much time has passed. I mean, this one, it seems not that long because she only was dumped by uh, the president like a week before and they had been together for only two months. You know, again, spending more time on this than Raven Blackbird. What I want to know is how being like a political conservative goes along with giving out toys for free. Yeah. I mean, I guess it is only if he thinks you deserve them. I guess that's true, because he does throw a fit and, oh, God, we forgot about that, and shit under the Christmas tree of the two kids who were bad all year. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He's Just gross. like a real conservative. <laughs> <laughs> yep. just you would think the robot who wrote these stories could at least handle timelines that seems mathematically focused especially because she goes to such lengths to (laughs) to explain the politics (laughs) yes to explain the politics and then to link them together and establish like like she knew if she started off with jessica fox in the second book we would all be like but didn't you used to date the president so she goes to great lengths to be like, oh, well, they did, but then they broke up for this reason, and da-da-da-da-da, like, yeah. Yeah, and also, okay, also in the third one, she's world famous for having fucked Santa Claus, but I don't, like, we know that her fucking the president was news because the they were fucking in, like, the press corps office or whatever, but no one was there when she was fucking Santa Claus. Like, did she go home and blog about it or something? Presumably. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry O'Connell from TV Sliders. Yeah. <laughs> Is she just famous because of these books? 
Do these books also exist in her world? This is too deep, man. This is too deep. <laughs> <laughs> I've never watched Sliders, but I feel like there's a Sliders joke that can be made. Maybe? I don't know. Universes, universes. Slide, sliding <laughs> into the... <laughs> and found these books and then slid back into her own universe (laughs) and published them i don't know yeah we'll go raven blackbird birds or animals jessica fox fox is an animal oh my (laughs) god (laughs) it's the illuminati (laughs) (laughs) oh my god (laughs) okay so we got to the bottom of that (laughs) <laughs> we solve a lot of issues here on the podcast today, folks. <laughs> and we will now go to our last dramatic reading from the Bigfoot one. And Becca has to do it. <laughs> this one is from the beginning when she is masturbating to the Bigfoot video. Yeah, this is her YouTube video that she's watching. Uh, just just after the grizzly murder occurs. Mm-hmm. That, that, that hot, sexy grizzly murder. Mm-hmm. That doesn't even... Already I found a typo. First, third word, you know? I know. I know. <laughs> oh, God damn it, Raven. <laughs> That's so Raven. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A severed bloodied head suddenly rolls in front of the camera. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out the severed head belongs to Tom. Tom's lifeless brown eyes stare ominously into the camera as if pleading for help. Unfortunately for Tom... That help will come far too little and far too late. The camera abruptly begins to shake and the lens faces the clear blue sky. Seconds later, a hideous snarling ape-like face appears. The frightening ape man opens his mouth wide, revealing jagged yellow teeth. Blood from Tom's mutilated body is smeared all over his face. The ape man continues growling and snarling at the camera until it fizzles out and the screen turns black. I go back to savagely fucking myself with my giant black dildo. Dido. No, it's a dido. Not a dildo. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. The combination of my sexy boyfriend and the oddly erotic Bigfoot sends my raging libido into a frenzy. Oh, Bigfoot, fuck me, fuck me, fuck my pussy with your 20-inch hairy Bigfoot cock. Turn me over and fuck me doggy style. Lick my asshole, you nasty beast. Bigfoot, lick my fucking asshole. Oh my god, oh my god, fuck me, lick my asshole. Jessica, what the fuck is going on in here? My eyelids fly open and I drop my Dido again, Dido. <laughs> Jesus. Maybe she's a big fan of the musician Dido. That maybe. This yeah. is a shout out. <laughs> on the floor, drops the dildo on the floor. Standing before me is my roommate, Tabitha, with her toned, chiseled arms crossed upon her busty chest and a half amused, half disgusted look plastered across her gorgeous ebony face. A corpulent, profusely sweating middle aged man in a suit and tie wobbles into the living room as well, wiping his glistening forehead with a handkerchief he reminds me of the late great chris farley holy shit it is hot the rotund man bellows initially ignorant of my presence tabitha momentarily forgets about me and turns toward the fat dude who actually looks quite familiar but i can't quite put my finger on where i've seen him before mr mayor it's 63 degrees outside how could you possibly be hot I gasp in astonishment. Tabitha's rotund guest is none other than infamous Toronto mayor Bob Chevy. He's been all over the news as of late, ever since it was revealed he's been 
smoking crack and using heroin while in office, Mayor Chevy has been lampooned on everything from Saturday Night Live to The Daily Show, and Mayor Chevy's hilarious drunken outbursts on YouTube have been racking up millions of views. Still, I have no idea why the crack-smoking mayor of Toronto would be in my freaking living room. It's not like Toronto is down the street from Washington, D.C. or anything like that. Like, Russia and Germany aren't down the street either. You're used to this. This right. is what Tabitha does for a living. Well, I, I guess to be fair, then she says she doesn't, you know, she knows that the mayor has already admitted to these scandals, but it's not quite That's the level of what true. she usually investigates. But it turns out that maybe he is involved with some Mexican drug ring or something. So she's got to fuck him to find out. Yeah, like you do. Does Jessica so have a bedroom? Okay, right? Because in the first one, I was like, okay, well, maybe she doesn't have a TV in her room. Because the first one, she's she's masturbating to the news where the president's giving a speech. And I was like, okay, well, maybe the only TV is in the living room. So, okay. But this one is, it's YouTube. Like, it's a laptop. Like, you could take that anywhere. So I think she just enjoys being caught. Like, also, it's the age of streaming. She could watch the president's speech on her computer. Like, sh- this is definitely intentional. Right. Oh, totally. Especially because I would imagine, like... Even if she was, like, for whatever reason, like, oh, whatever, I know that I have the house to myself, I'll just masturbate wherever, which seems like a whole other set of issues. But, (laughs) like, you think that she would know that this is Tabitha's job, that she frequently, when she goes out, quote unquote, to work, it means that she is going to bring home a man to have sex with relatively shortly. Like, it's not like she's like, oh, Tabitha was going to Russia or something. Like, she knows vaguely what Tabitha does and what it's going to lead to. I don't think Jessica Fox knows a whole heck of a lot, to be honest. I would pay 99 cents to read Jessica and Tabitha's roommate agreement. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to write that fanfic. (laughs) Yeah, post it on Amazon. I will pay 99 cents to you. (laughs) I'll I'll pay Palette directly to you for the PDF. Thanks, bro. bro. (laughs) Don't don't let Amazon take those fees. Tabitha hasn't, you know, spun off into her own series, actually. I wonder if she has, to be fair, because Raven has written a lot of books. But Tabitha seems eminently more interesting than Jessica. So much more interesting. <sighs> anyway, that's these fucking books. Let's just, let's play <laughs> Would You Rather. <laughs> uh, here, this is a three-part Would You Rather choice, just because we did read these three books. Would You Rather Fuck the President, Santa, or Bigfoot? The president, obviously. Yeah, yeah, definitely the president. There's not even a question. <laughs> right. I mean, uh, although I will say, I'm assuming that we mean President Stryker, this fictional president she fucked. I mean, I would also rather fuck Obama than fuck Santa yeah. or Bigfoot. Well, I would I, rather I, fuck just about any president than <laughs> Santa or Bigfoot, as described. I don't think any of the ghosts. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would, I'd fuck the ghosts for sure. Um, no, but okay, I would rather fuck Obama, but I don't want to make Michelle Obama sad. Or same, mad. same, obviously. So that's that's the consideration. But, I mean, although with Santa, I'm a, like, his cum tastes like eggnog, apparently, so. Well, eggnog is disgusting. It's so. gross, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping. These are all disgusting things. They did not improve cum for me in any way. <laughs> Yeah, no, but it's kind of, it's different, you know, it's just different. Different than? The normal cum. Allegedly. 
maybe I don't know. No, I mean I still just the president, yeah. And Bigfoot, I mean, first of all, I don't have Jessica's robot vagina and twenty inches sounds like pretty bad. Yeah, good. And then also he might accidentally kill you. And then his mom might kill you on purpose. So that just all around seems bad. Yep. All right. Are we all fucking the president? Yes. Sure. Not together, but yes. Okay. Yeah, we'll just form a line outside. That sounds good. I, mean, sounds good. I would also okay. rather have a group orgy with the president than talk either Santa or Bigfoot. We could just start writing our own erotica, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Intrepid podcast hosts try to interview the president. <laughs> Actually, can I him. can I choose choice D and go for Jessica instead? No. <laughs> and I mean, imagine the diseases. Imagine the diseases. Yeah, and you'd have to touch her rock hard tits. <laughs> you might you might slice your tongue open like her several ex boyfriends have done. Oh, that's true. Nipples, her razor nipples. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Well, you know, first thing I'd have to do is get you know a doctor's note from her. <laughs> okay. okay she's cleared by a medical professional then <laughs> <laughs> all right well would you rather live with jessica or live with mrs bigfoot hmm. so i mean if you live with jessica like she's gonna be masturbating on all your stuff all the time it seems like here's the thing with jessica she very clearly has a routine as demonstrated by these books you know exactly what her life is day to day hour to hour she's gonna masturbate to something then she's gonna leave for a week Go fuck someone strange. Probably going to have to do a lot of press when she comes back to discuss the person she's fucked because apparently the world is interested. Like, you know the score. Yeah, she's going to masturbate on the couch, but I just get my own private living room with a lock on it. And it'd yeah, be fine. Yeah, like I'm thinking about it. The way I get those could... plastic covers you know, <laughs> for, for all the furniture. <laughs> so the way that Becca and I live is that we basically spend all our time in the communal areas together, and all the stuff in our communal areas is for the most part communal. But almost everyone else that I know, basically all their stuff is in their bedroom, and they spend all their time in their bedroom, and they don't use the common areas to socialize. So I mean, as long as I had a lock on my bedroom door so she couldn't like masturbate in my bed... I I would be okay with living with Jessica. I think that Mrs. Bigfoot might, A, try to eat me or kill me, and B, all of the Bigfoots just seemed severely annoying. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, even more so than Jessica, which is probably saying a lot. And they eat Kentucky Fried Human. Yeah. Yeah. Cannibalism's only sexy on Hannibal, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Those are the only humans I want to (laughs) eat. Also, if I'm living with Jessica, am I living with Jessica as me, or do I get to be Tabitha than living with Jessica? No, you're you. That's disappointing. I want to be Tabitha when I grow up. Yeah, but I guess if you live with her, you live in D.C., so you could maybe get a job at the CIA. Maybe. I could be like, mm-hmm. can I apply for one of your uh, seduction fucking positions? Thank you. I'll wait. <laughs> I, wonder if that's, I wonder if that's a box you can check off on the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Are you willing to fuck secrets out of people? <laughs> Yes. No. <laughs> well, yes, not Santa or Bigfoot. <laughs> that brings us to our next question. Would you rather be a CIA agent who has to fuck critical information out of enemies of the state or be an entertainment reporter who is regularly propositioned by gross but ultimately desirable public figures? CIA agent. Yeah. I'd have to go for the CIA agent, too, because obviously, you know, while she is Jessica as an entertainment reporter is getting propositioned by all these people, 
she's gone way beyond people. Mm. Mm-hmm. But you, but in this scenario, you don't, you don't have to be Jessica. You just have to have her job. So I would say an, a normal person who maybe gets the chance to interview Santa Claus probably would not fuck him. And I don't do cold very well, so I wouldn't want to go up there. I don't do murderous reindeer very well, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, if you're cold, remember, just wear two pairs of underwear, two pairs of probably thong underwear, and that'll keep you warm. Your apple pie okay. nice and warm. That's right. <laughs> just fresh out of the oven. <laughs> yeah, I think I would also go with CIA agent, because even though Tabitha occasionally had to fuck gross people, I think... Jessica said it was something like for every 10 super hot people she had sex with, there was one gross person, which that's a pretty good, those are pretty good odds. Good odds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's probably but, plenty of ladies who have secrets that need fucked out of them. So yeah, you'd exactly. Be, you'd be fine. Um, I think I'm going to go reporter. Just like CIA agent seems like a little more dangerous and like, just, I don't know. Entertainment reporter. I think all the jobs that she was mad about, I'd be into. Like, you could send me to interview like every teenage pop star, and I'd be like, "Hell!" Like, I mean, I wouldn't want to be like trying to fuck them, but I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm this. This is not beneath me. I would love to talk to Selena Gomez. Like, send me over there. <laughs> oh, you want somebody to interview Miley Cyrus? I'm there. Give it to me." <laughs> Not sexually. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're into that. Miley. Which which she did come out as like pansexual or something. So I guess maybe she would be. Anyway, that's my choice. (laughs) Anything else to say on these scenarios? Nope. I think we've said all that can be said. (laughs) It is. (laughs) It is recorded. We'll move on then to our reader's advisory, where we suggest things to read instead of or in addition to these books. I would say these fall under pretty squarely not recommended um, either for jokes or for erotica. I would say they're pretty big failures on both counts. Yeah. And just to get it out of the way, uh, we would all recommend that instead of reading these books or listening to this podcast, you go listen to Hamilton. (laughs) Um, You know, just because... There's you some, should. There's some pretty good, like, presidential um, totally. slash founding father romance in there. So Absolutely. Instead yeah. of somebody fucking the president, you could just read about a non-president making his wife cry. <laughs> 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 yeah, so do that. Um, oh, I don't want to forget this. Uh, so I'll say friend of the show jenny suggested after our dinosaur erotica episode a book called my beloved brontosaurus on the road with old bones new science and our favorite dinosaurs by brian switek i haven't read it yet um jenny said it's really interesting nonfiction about dinosaurs and paleontology and there's a whole chapter about how dinosaur sex maybe actually would have worked so if you are interested in dinosaur sex in a you know, scientific way. That sounds pretty interesting. I'm writing down that book right now. Well, also, it, it will be on our Reader's Advisory's Advisory page at worstbestsellers.com. Nicely done. Slick. Mm-hmm. Slick. 
I would recommend um, watching the movie Arthur Christmas, which I think <laughs> I recommended in our last Christmas episodes. It will erase all of the horrible shit that we just said about Santa from your mind with its delightful lore about the Santa Claus family. Yeah, Raven Blackbird Santa Claus is non-canonical. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I would also recommend the television show Is It Real? Seconded quality television. <laughs> if you want to know more about Bigfoots and about a Bigfoot human woman love story, which they do uh, detail in one of the episodes. Great. Good. Um, I'm going to suggest... Uh, in the Bigfoot book, she talks about how the Bigfoot really likes Chewbacca from Star Wars because he kind of looks like a Bigfoot. Um, in the new uh, Marvel Star Wars comics, Chewbacca has a solo comic. It's written by Jerry Duggan and the art's by Phil Noto. I haven't read it yet because I'm waiting for the trade, which I'm ordering for the library. But that's a pretty reliable set of people creating it, so it's probably good if you like Chewbacca's. Just just one Chewbacca. If you like Wookiees. <laughs> Don't hate me, nerds. I would also recommend a podcast called Lore, which I'm really into right now, which is all about folklore and creepy things. And, you know, again, a better use of your time than reading any of these books. And if you did come to these books, like I did, thinking there was going to be like actual Bigfoot erotica, which is what I signed on for, and this did not deliver. I was just, I wanted to know. It was like, I'm like, I want to know how you tell this story. Read the book, at least, that I read, which is Come for Bigfoot by Virginia Wade, where that she, I mean, she tells she tells that story. Uh, in, in At least it's not, but the Bigfoots living at home with their mom. They live in the woods like Bigfoots should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd also recommend the graphic novel Tales from the Bully Pulpit, uh, written by Benito Serino and illustrated by Graham McDonald. It is, I, I think it might be out of print now, but... It was amazing. Can get uh, it from your local library? Yes. Well, well, maybe. And your library alone. <laughs> yeah, it, it might be sort of a, a cult thing. Uh, but it is a graphic novel about uh, Theodore Roosevelt time traveling to the future and meeting up with the ghost of Thomas Edison and working with him to uh, take down Adolf Hitler, who has moved to Mars, where he is planning a new war uh, pitting the green-skinned Martians against the maybe pink-skinned Martians. I don't remember what the other color is, but it's great. It's about presidents. It's about interspecies romance. And the ghost of Thomas Edison is in it, who, you know, so ghosts of historical figures, too. Hooray. And I mean, just there's the permanent note that the permanent reader's advisory of read fan fiction. But, like, honestly... If you're looking for erotica stories about absolutely anything, you can find it. And even if you're like, oh, I don't really want to read about someone fucking a tentacle monster, you could probably find one where your favorite character has been turned into a tentacle monster. So it's still kind of humanoid. So it's like a starter kit, kind of easy. (laughs) (laughs) If you were really curious and like, it's there for you. Somebody has written it on the level that you need it. Yeah. And you can fulfill your needs a little better than Raven Blackbird, the computer program, can. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll post a link again to our fan fiction 101 guide for how to find your dream fan fiction, which is probably out there. It's probably out there. It is. It's called Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> Hamilton is my favorite historical figure, RPF. 
It yeah. is. Rated T. <laughs> Warnings for major character death. Yeah. Lin-Manuel Miranda <laughs> definitely is the BNF of this new fandom, and he, he deserves is. it. He yeah. totally deserves it. Yeah, I'm not mad. Not <laughs> mad at all. Not at all. So we'll we'll post links to all of this and more in the reader's advisory section uh, for this episode on worstbestsellers.com. Check it out. And now we will uh, tell you our candy pairing, where we suggest a candy to go along with this work of erotica. Work of something. I chose sour Skittles as my candy uh, entirely because I make the same face eating sour Skittles as I did when I read this book. I made a lot of faces of disgust. It's true. I saw them. (laughs) (laughs) And heard the weird noises of... (laughs) (laughs) Which is not the noises I think Raven Blackbird might have envisioned when she was writing these books. (laughs) Who knows what some robots make. Right. (laughs) She probably thought everyone was just going to beep, boop, beep. Or whatever. No, whatever <laughs> Sorry whatever. if that was racist toward robots. <laughs> My candy pairing for this book is the Cadbury Scream Egg, which is their Halloween-themed egg, so it has green filling in it. Um, both because, you know, that's what the Easter Bunny's come is like. And then also just because I like to eat a Cadbury Cream Egg like once a year at Easter, and I don't think they should be available at other times of the year, and I don't think they should be green. And I think it's just unnatural and kind of ruins everything that I even originally liked about the Cadbury cream egg. So that's why. Fair enough. I picked uh, root beer barrels because I like root beer. I like candy, but like Bigfoot and Santa Claus and the President and Erotica, they are two great flavors that do not taste great together. And I really don't know if I will ever touch candy again after this episode. <laughs> But I picked peanut butter cups because at least no one put anything in their peanut butter or their chocolate in any of these books. Okay. I couldn't even eat apple pie at our friend's house. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go with blueberry. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. <laughs> okay. So, great. Great candies. Don't, don't eat them, mostly. Well, peanut butter cups. Anyway. We'll now play our game, The Rock, Paper, Snicked, where I will say who Wolverine would be if he were in this book, and Kate will say who Dwayne The Rock Johnson would be if he were in this book. Um, Sidebar, yes, we did hear that The Rock is in the new Twilight book, and we're very excited about it. Um, (laughs) And he also might be in this book now, uh, because that's how this game works. Uh, So, yeah, after we we say who they would be, um, Becca and Christy will choose a winner. Um, They each get their own vote. They don't have to come to consensus. And so they will choose um, The Rock or Snicked, which is Wolverine, or Paper, which is to leave these unedited books as they are. All right. If The Rock were in this book, he would be a Secret Service agent to President Stryker. He does not have sex with Jessica, but he understands that she's a modern woman and that she and the president are allowed to have an open relationship and set whatever boundaries they want for their relationship. So he doesn't look down on her for having sex with Agent Jackson and whoever else she wants to have sex with. He does, however, understand that discretion is important for the president. So he makes sure that Jessica tells him whenever she's going to hook up with someone else so he can protect her and the president's image. 
Thus, she's never caught having sex with Agent Jackson by the press corps and continues to have a happy, fulfilling relationship with President Stryker, wiping the rest of the books in this series from existence and leaving us only with the least offensive of the three we read. I mean, that that ending there is a good persuasive bit of campaigning there. (laughs) (laughs) Good rhetoric. Good rhetoric. But, uh... Ghostwritten by Hamilton, probably. <laughs> uh, if Wolverine were in this book, uh, he would be, as he so often does, chilling in a sadness cave in the Canadian wilderness, and he, which is where the Bigfoots live, and he would encounter Harold the Bigfoot. Harold would try to attack him and take his booze, and Wolverine is like, hell no. Um, but he ends up kind of talking to Harold the Bigfoot and giving him some advice about how to get his life in fucking order and get out of his parents' house at the age of 34. And Harold does that. As a result, he gets some game and is able to pick up sexually adventurous human women in a consensual fashion. None of this kidnapping and accidentally murdering boyfriends. Then when Jessica and her Bigfoot hunter boyfriend go up to Canada, they have a threesome with Bigfoot which they all enjoy, for whatever reason. Uh, Nobody dies, and Harold doesn't end up in a zoo aggressively masturbating at people. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Well. Well. (laughs) Okay, so thinking about these particular scenarios, I, I have a top vote, and then I will give my other vote also but i actually am going to have to go for paper because i don't think we should have to submit wolverine or the rock to anything that is within these pages this is the first paper you guys (laughs) (laughs) these are books i never thought would get paper they're not even good enough to be printed on paper you have to buy the (laughs) ebooks that is a very compassionate answer though my my answer is is the rock because I, this is the I think it's like it's like war games the best way to win is to not play at all like you got to cut these off mm-hmm. at the at the beginning and like you know striker wasn't so bad and was human mm-hmm. and not fictitious well, double fictitious <laughs> like he's a fictional character but not you know yeah the, the I'll go with rock also I live with Kate and she'd probably murder me if I didn't <laughs> I think the rock was a close second but I I'm too compassionate to, to <laughs> it just it doesn't work yeah that's fair that's fair also my my thought at the beginning of this was as someone who has to listen to these every week regardless because I edit the podcast I would like you to present them in the style of the cabinet rap battles <laughs> <laughs> just bring a little extra something something to it all right well we'll see what we can put together bro thanks bro just just remember in two weeks if you have to listen to two 30 year old white women rapping it's it's becca's fault my dream (laughs) (laughs) uh okay well let's let's move on to the moral of the story which for me is the human vagina is a miracle. <laughs> you know, just, I don't know why. It's just like, it's something I expect like a 40 year old woman to have on a t-shirt, like really liberal, like grandmas. Well, but, we, we will sell those at worstbestsellers.com. <laughs> yes. My moral was looking for a good time. Call the CIA because Tabitha was the real heroes of these books. Definitely. I just, 
kind of lost it there because morals, I don't think morals came into these stories anywhere. Fair. (laughs) (laughs) And mine is, if you're going to have an open relationship with the president of the United States, employ discretion. Also fair. Solid advice. Right now, it's time for Duarte's Corner, the time where we turn the podcast over to my cat Duarte for his opinions. Okay, I mean, Duarte, that's that's really strongly worded, but I agree with you. These books are complete garbage. You're, you're right. I'm sorry they don't exist as physical in a physical format for you to destroy with your claws but you know just be glad that that means that that's a little less money that a raven blackbird or whatever is getting stop chewing on my kindle duarte stop it (laughs) doesn't hurt raven (laughs) (laughs) just hurts me (laughs) all right well thanks for your opinions duarte sorry you had to read those and now we will move on to our closing thoughts. Humans, anything else you want to say about these books? Don't they're not them. good. No. They're not funny. Oh god, I do want to say I was looking at her page. She has a she has some like superhero or pop culture themed ones and she has one called the XXX Men which is X-Men themed. And so I was like flipping through it and it's about instead of Jean Grey, it's Jean Gay. But then it's still about, like, her and Cyclops and Wolverine. So, like, she's not gay. And it's just, like, offensive on every level. <laughs> There's much better sexy fan fiction about Jean Grey on the internet, guys. Yes. Much, much better. There's much better sexy fan fiction in many, many places. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, with that bit of outrage out of the way, um, Christy and Becca, thanks so much for joining us. Sorry you had to read these. You're not welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, I think. <laughs> um, you can follow us, the podcast, on Twitter at Worst Bestseller with no S. You can follow me on Twitter at 14across. You can follow me on Twitter at Renata Snacks. You, you can follow me on Twitter if you can find me because I'm locked, but it's not hard to find me. And if you add me, I'll probably add you back when I see you talking about the podcast. <laughs> I'm a secret agent, so I can't give this information freely. <laughs> and you can follow me on Twitter at Books and Yarn. That's Books, letter N, Yarn. Excellent. And you should. The podcast, you can also like us on Facebook at The Worst Bestsellers. We also just joined the the new app, The List, which we're on as Worst Bestsellers with an S. Um, I don't know. This app seems kind of new and fad-y. So by the time we actually edit and publish this podcast, everyone might already be done with The List too, <laughs> too soon. Or maybe we're all obsessed with The List. I don't know. I can't tell the future. <laughs> we'll find out. You can also subscribe to us on Stitcher and iTunes. And if you do, please rate and review us because that makes it easier for other people to find us. And if we have to read these terrible books, we want to inflict them on as many other people as possible. That's right. We do. Uh, Speaking of which, we'll be back in two weeks. Our next episode will be Whisper of Death by Christopher Pike. Returning returning to the the deep well of Christopher Pike. (laughs) Thanks for listening and we'll see you then. Yay. Bye. 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 Bye.